such low lows uh, with pain. I'm a very uh, glass half full, super positive, uh, energetic person, but that just leveled me to be in that kind of pain for that long. Um, so if not for, for the Lord, I definitely would be sitting here. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. We have on the line with us today Reverend Joanne Moody. She's uh, with us from California, uh, although she does make it around the world, I understand, with her speaking. And she is president and co-founder of Agape Freedom Fighters. And after trying to book Joanne for the show, I know she is much in demand. And so we welcome you, Joe. Thanks for carving out some time in your busy schedule for Charisma Connection. Thanks, Chris, for having me. I'm thrilled to actually uh, be on the continent. It's, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> and I'm thrilled to talk to you. I know it's been a, a long haul trying to get on the show. I really appreciate your patience. Well, it's uh, important to get the really good guests. So <laughs> there's a high bar for you today. <laughs> okay, I'm jumping. I'm jumping. It's early, but I'm jumping. <laughs> yeah, it's early for you in California, right? <laughs> so I'm sure our listeners would like to get acquainted with you, and I'll share that you are an ordained minister through the Apostolic Network of Global Awakening. You are a master equipper, that sounds interesting, through the Christian mm. Healing Certification Program of Global Awakening, and you are a Christian life coach, and that's through Western Seminary's coaching program, and you're certified through the International Coaching Federation, so very interesting. Uh, beyond your education, you have significant ministry experience. Uh, you lead healing teams. You teach. You speak. You train. You equip leaders. Boy, this is making me tired, Joe. Um, <laughs> it's making me tired listening to it. <laughs> and then you, you also have a book, uh, Minute by Thank Minute, you. and it's on a very helpful topic, which is living life through adversity. We're going to mm -hmm. talk to Joe a little bit about what she put in that book. Um, and first, I want to ask you, uh, what is Agape? You have your ministry name, Agape Freedom mm -hmm. Fighters. So why did you name it that way? Well, uh, God's love is the catalyst that changed the world through Jesus Christ. So his agape love is the unconditional love that somehow, uh, even as Christians uh, living the best life, we seem to forget that God uh, gave us all of this freedom through Jesus Christ. And and so our uh, our gift and what Agape Freedom Fighters is and does is it, we are a ministry that goes around and equips the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry so that everybody can be free and everybody becomes a catalyst to free someone else. So we are all freedom fighters because we were all given this great gift in Jesus Christ. So as a believer in him, we are called to this great mandate in Matthew 28 to go and heal the sick and make the demons flee, raise the dead, spread the gospel, and until every single tribe, tongue, and nation serves him. So uh, we call it Agape Freedom Fighters because without his love, we're nothing. And without his love, we can't change the world. Uh, and that seems to be one of the most misunderstood aspects about kingdom life. And so there's always conditions, right, because... Uh, 
as human beings, I don't know about you, but we are, we're always looking for the pattern. Give me the formula. Give me the this. Give me the that. Do this thing on how I need to move up the ranks. And, and God says, you know, freely come and drink mm-hmm. deep of me and I'll equip you to do all these things. So that's what we do. And that's why we're called that. Um, well, you have quite a mission behind that name then. We do. Uh, it's it's a busy one. And it's one that uh, is is just uh, the most rewarding thing I can ever imagine doing um having been set free myself uh in such a unbelievably catalytic way in a public place uh from 15 years of of hell and um, pain and nerve damage when i was healed and i am a complete medical miracle and what happened to me was was so extraordinary and it happened in a moment through a man who is indeed uh, a freedom fighter and this man is a businessman from Texas, but he hmm. takes very seriously what Jesus said to do. And what he did for me, praying for me that night, uh, changed my entire life and the course of my life, my family. Um, this ministry was birthed out of all of that. That's amazing. Um, I mean, it shows you that you don't have to be a sort of professional minister uh, for, oh, for, God, no. for God to use you and do something dramatic through you. So oh, no. as I mentioned that, uh, you know, you talked about your story in Minute by Minute, your book, mm-hmm. and you also had a near-death experience. So, oh my, oh my goodness, we want to hear about this. <laughs> so how, yeah. how did you end up with this nerve pain that was just changing your life and debilitating your life? Yeah, so prior to uh, to 1999, I had been, um, I was an exercise therapist and a triathlete bodybuilder. I was in that oh. industry okay. for years and years and um, was extremely fit and very healthy. And I was, uh, my husband and I got pregnant with my son and I encountered um, a 91-hour labor that was non-progressive. And oh, wow. that sounds insane when you think of it today. So my son is now 21. Um, but my doctor was out of town, um, and I was left with uh, in, in a situation where no doctor was checking on me and those kinds of things. So my pelvis was too small to birth um, this very intelligent, large-headed baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sadly, his, his head sat uh, in the nerves, uh, pressing against the nerves in my, my pelvic canal for 91 hours. And so they basically... Uh, it caused a short circuiting in my nervous system. And I ended up with something called pudendal nerve entrapment. So over the course of, uh, from 1999 until 2013, I endured 13 surgeries to try to correct uh, all of this. And I was in chronic nerve pain 24 seven. It was, um, it was, you know, I look back at that and I think, man, I don't know how I endured that, but in 2005, I was finally given the right diagnosis. So from 1999, you could imagine, to 2005, they, the doctors uh, would say, oh, we think it's this, we think it's that. And so they would take out different organs and uh, so piecemeal uh, hysterectomies and, and did different uh, things with what they thought it was endometriosis and things like that. And it was none of those things because I finally ended up with an expert in uh, beginning of late 2004. And he said, you have pudendal nerve entrapment after a series of nerve conductivity tests. And he discovered that my nerve on my left side was crushed in seven places and five on my right. So at that time I was, you know, I was taking 250 milligrams of Oxycontin along with 
uh, six other drugs. So I was on seven different types of narcotic pain medication, and nothing was oh. touching this. Well, nerve first pain, of all, it, it, I want to say, and this was in the United States that you got this great medical care. Uh, this was in the United States, uh, but then I was sent to France um, for the first decompression surgery I had. And I am being a little sarcastic because I'm talking about I know. Your, your labor. I'm, I'm catching because it. I'm, yeah, yeah. It, no, it wasn't. It wasn't south of the border, and no, no, it wasn't oh, Colombia. My. Wow. But you might think it was. Yeah. Mm. No, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a series of uh, the worst of, of events. I mean, you couldn't reconstruct it now if you tried, and you know mm. you. When I look at that, I, I think, well, we have a very real and present enemy who seeks to yes. <laughs> kill us and destroy us. So I mm-hmm. know what that's all about. But I also know we have a Savior that fights for us and mm-hmm. and uh, the Holy Spirit that intercedes for us. It's it's an amazing, amazing story that you just shake your head at. So, so you, you were a believer yeah. when you went through all that? I was, yes. Okay. I was. I um. I I would be I would have taken my life absolutely mm, if I didn't wow. if I didn't know the Lord I had such low lows uh, with pain I'm a very uh, glass half full super positive uh, mm-hmm. energetic person but that just leveled me to be mm. in that kind of pain for that long um, so if not for for the Lord I definitely wouldn't be sitting here and you wouldn't you. be in ministry today. <laughs> No way. No, I absolutely wouldn't. So tell us what else happened, the rest of the story. So, Yeah, so the rest of the story really is um, an, an endurance marathon. And so if your listeners are going through that, uh, I, I do want to pray for you at the end of uh, this mm-hmm. program and, and to really let you know that no matter how difficult, whatever you are enduring, whether it's emotional or physical or that the Lord fights for you and you have got to hold on to the word of God as a sword in your mouth and speak that over yourself because mm-hmm. the enemy is afraid of you and what you're what you are destined to do uh, mm-hmm. the, and he wants to keep you in bondage and the Lord is is absolutely fighting for you and you will be free in Jesus name so uh, I, I wish somebody had told me that <laughs> I never mm-hmm. heard that I heard things like, well, we're praying for you and we put you on the church list. And, but, I, but I never saw any examples of healing prayer. You know, I'd read the Gospels over and over and over again, and, and, uh, but I never really saw that. So in 2004, when I got this diagnosis, this doctor said the only chance you really have of even having a diminished level of pain is to go to France. And I said, you know, basically, I can't, you know, I couldn't sit for more mm. than a minute or stand. And I had these blue cushions that, I'd have to put underneath one buttocks cheek so I could sort of perch on one side. And Mm -hmm. it was just excruciating. So there was no way I was going to travel to France. But as my family prayed, and I have tremendous sibling support, and at that time my my mom and my dad were alive, and and everybody Mm -hmm. was very supportive. So we decided after a lot of prayer that uh, I I need to go and try because I was on so much pain medication that um, liver toxicity and, and all of that. So... I did go there, but um, I flew ambulatory laying down with my two sisters. And because my nerve damage was so severe that the surgeon there tried to use an adhesive to hold the nerve uh, canal shut and uh, something went wrong in that surgery and there was a um, some sort of nick to the uh, femoral artery as well and I ended up bleeding to death. 
on an operating table in France. And um, so it is a long story. It's in my book. I, I, or if people don't want to read the book, they can watch a number of testimonies online. They're all on, online everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I ended up meeting the Lord in that surgical suite. And uh, what I found extraordinary uh, without going into too much detail was the, was that if, if somebody's listening to your program and they don't know that God is real, I can tell you that he is. Mm. Uh, there is nothing like his love is a force that came over me and around me and and it was so holy his, he's so holy his presence that you you want to just bow down and yet you're you're swept into him if that makes sense he's hmm. he is um he is your home that's all i could think of was oh my gosh you know i'm home and no matter how many times I tell the story, it always makes me cry because I think we don't know that here. You know, we 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 live in the in in this in between, in the now and the not yet. And and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is the closest we have to Him to be infused with Holy Spirit. But to be with God out of your body is to be home. Hmm. And when that happened to me, he said, um, you can go with me now or you can stay for the prayers of the saints have given you a choice. Oh, and right. it's the weirdest, weirdest thing because I had no theology for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the first thing I thought of was I'm talking to the Lord and I have no theology, which is just bizarre to me because that's kind of how <laughs> my brain works. Your theology you know, is right in front at, of you. <laughs> hey, that's it. I tell everybody you are your same weird self when you're... <laughs> When you're with him, forget about it. Do you think the glorified body includes a different brain? No, it's I'm sorry. No, you, you will still be your personality. So anyway, uh, he, he showed me my son and he told me there was much work for me to do. And um, it, it was such a divine moment. I, I was not uh, pressured. I was not coerced. I was invited uh, to, to come back. And I didn't, before he showed me my son at that time, who was, five years old, I didn't have any desire to come back to mm-hmm. this hellacious pain. So, uh, you know, he, he spoke to me very, very clearly in that. And it, somehow I made the decision to, to come back. I just knew that my son would never know the Lord. Uh, I knew that my family had suffered so much devastation with my illness and nobody would be able to rally after that. I just saw mm-hmm. it. I don't, I don't know how to explain that, but uh, so I, uh, I I did come back, but over the next uh, several years until 2013, I would go on to have, you know, more and more surgeries. So it was the most, it was the strangest of things. Um, and many healing ministers shake their heads and say they don't get it. I don't get it either, but I do know uh, that whatever the enemy tries to use to take you out, God will use it <laughs> to bring himself glory. and. Uh, it will be payback. And so that's what it's been for the last, you know, since since we launched this ministry. Uh, I was healed in 2013 on August the 16th at Voice of the Apostles, which was a Randy Clark and is a Randy Clark conference. And I will be speaking at that in September, and it's my seven-year anniversary. I'm so excited. All right. <laughs> so where where is that? Is that in Pennsylvania? Um, it's usually in Pennsylvania at Harrisburg, but this year it'll be in Woodbridge, Virginia. Oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah. some, so, some of our listeners might want to take advantage of that. Oh, you'd have, they'd have a blast. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a wonderful place. So did you become a, 
a minister as a direct result of your experiences with healing? I did. You know, when I um, when I was healed that night, um, it was the wildest of circumstances. I mean, if we had more time, I would tell you. I mean, I, I didn't even know about Voice of the Apostles when I, I actually heard the Lord tell me. I, you know, there's very few times you hear the audible voice of God. I heard him tell me that in April of 2013. I want you to go to Voice of the Apostles. Go, you'll be blessed. And I was like, what is Voice of the Apostles? I actually had to Google it, you know, <laughs> when God talks to you. You have to go Google something. That makes no That's sense funny. at all. And so I Google it, and I'm like, what? What is that thing? But And I didn't want to go because I was in pain and blah, blah, all that. But I ended up, you know, when I, when I got healed, two hours before the conference ends, it radically changed how I thought. I thought, well, God, if you can do this for me, and I didn't know, I was in bondage for for all those years, for 14 and a half years, I was in bondage and in pain and in misery because, and I was in the church, but nobody told me that healing was for today. I was in the cessationist mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. So when I was, when I, I was healed, I thought, that's it. Whatever you want me to do, I will go and I will I will raise up an army for you and I will do whatever you say. And that's what happened. Hmm. Uh, I immediately enrolled in school, in Randy's school. Um, I did everything that I that I felt the Lord asked me to do. Um, and from there, I uh, he he just kept encouraging me every step of the way, and we uh, birthed this ministry because he asked me to do that. And now we have over a hundred prayer team um, ministers who go all over the world and they are all trained and educated. And many of them uh, have churches. Many of them are very, very uh, colorful array of people. I absolutely love them all. And some are Anglican vicars. Some (laughs) some are working uh in charismatic churches. Some are street ministers. Some uh, feed the poor. Some travel to the depths of the jungles and take the word of God you know, to people who've never heard it. It's just a very wild group of, of people who from, absolutely are sold out. From the high church and to the low? Or... <laughs> we, we, we go the gamut. And every time I say, really? You want me to go there? I, I've learned not to say, don't send me. <laughs> don't send me there because the next thing I know I'm on a plane going there so I don't say that anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just say whatever you want so that's that's what what we do now and we have 40 we're very blessed to have 40 intercessors who pray for us uh, because nothing happens without prayer and uh, you know I know that the buzzword right now is revivalists I think we were when when we said yes to Jesus we also said yes to be revivalists, but I kind of like that word right now that everybody's using. And you know, bring bring the truth, and then demonstrate the truth. So that's what we do with the churches and people on the streets and wherever uh, God sends us. We want the church to be equipped. Hmm. Well, what would people? What should people expect if they go to hear you speak? Um, a lot of laughing because I'm. <laughs> uh-huh. I like that. Yeah, I you know, they should expect to be filled with hope hmm. and they should expect to get a faith boost. They should expect to hear the word of God with testimonies of real life, real time miracles and healings. They should expect to get healed. 
where wherever we go, we have a team of people praying for the sick. I certainly pray for people, but it's not about me. It's never been about me. It's about Jesus, and it's about what He has in each one of us. And if we give away all that He's given us, uh, then we will see people walking in freedom. Hmm. So they should expect to come and be encountered by the Holy Spirit because He's the one that does it all. So how is God leading you now, and what is he wanting you to do in your ministry? Um, the big thing for me, um, I certainly have very distinct words in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the words that he's given me, um, it's all about empowering the next generation, but one of the words that he woke me up with at 3.33 about um, just before the new year was he uh, mend the nets, mend the nets. He kept saying, mend the nets, mend the nets. The, the catch is the greatest the world has ever seen. Well, when you oh. hear that at 3.33, you get up because that's <laughs> like, what? what, what, what are we doing right now? So as I went on this three-week journey uh, with the Lord of, of discovering in the Word what he was talking about, I, uh, I discovered something I never knew. And that is when um, James and John are sitting and mending the nets when Jesus comes upon them and he calls them forth from their father's Zebedee and he says, come and follow me. And they follow, they follow him. That word mend the nets is the same word that's used 16 times in the New Testament to make whole the church hmm. and to bring people into forgiveness. It's a word in the Greek that doesn't transcribe in English. And it is a word that means to fix as if it's never been broken. Hmm. And I thought to myself, what in the world? And the Lord said, that's what I asked you to do in the beginning. But you think when you have a limp, even when I heal you, there's going to be a trace. And sometimes I do think that, you know, especially with emotional pain for Mm. people. Mm -hmm. But the Lord said, no, it's as if it never happened. And that's that's what I've been missing. So as I am studying this and going around, I've actually preached that message a couple of times. But when I have, the Holy Spirit has come in a way on people that uh, the sovereign healing of God has broken out. It just shakes me. Hmm. We aren't even laying hands on people and we're watching 40% of the people, 50% of the people in meetings get healed. So I I really believe it's very high, Mm -hmm. very high. And that's new. Hmm. That's new. I, I just came from a church in Oregon where we had people lay hands on each other at the very, very end. But, until that time, we just asked the Lord to come and sovereignly heal people when the word was being preached and people were just getting healed like crazy. Ah, and I just, yeah, it, it's, it, he's just amazing and he never gets, he just has something new all the time. So what my burning, burning thing is raise up the younger ones, give them opportunity to preach, give them opportunity to, to take a platform. Uh, they have, the ones in our ministry have beautiful character. They, because we have spiritual parents in this ministry who raise people up. I don't want to see uh, my 26-year-old spiritual children wait until they're 50 to get you to get to speak in a pulpit. And by then, they, their gifts have been shut down. Do you know what I mean? It's like we just, we need to end the one person up there speaking thing. Yes. Uh, I, it Not needs to be the body. No, it needs to be the body of Christ. So, so that's our, our real um, burning issue is everywhere we go, we pull, the, we pull all kinds of people from our team up to share and to, to give a word and to preach. And Excellent. it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. Uh, we're 
our time is about over, so I want to allow you the opportunity to do what you do best, and that's prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you pray for our listeners, please? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every ear that is open right now to hear that your Holy Spirit is present. So Holy Spirit, I know that you are within us, but I ask, ask you now to actively come in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would flood over every heart, God, over every mind, that you would mend souls, Father, as only you can do in Jesus' name, that you would touch the deep places, God, the intimate places of doubt and fear. And Father, in this moment, that you would eradicate every obstacle in the name of Jesus to physical healing. You said that you make the lame walk and the blind see and the deaf hear, and I've seen you do it, Father. So in Jesus' name, I speak to all illness and all manner of illness that is caused by the enemy spirit of affliction and command it to go now from people in Jesus' name. And every manner of emotional pain, Father, I ask that you would blanket every mind and every soul with your love. Let the power and the glory of Jesus manifest in our minds and our bodies and in our souls. In Jesus' name, we speak life, abundant life, sozo, just as you did to the woman with the issue of blood. And Father, we speak your perfect and total wholeness to every single listener in the mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We receive it. Thank you, Joanne, for being with us today. On Thank Charisma you, Chris. Connections. So delightful to hear about your ministry and how God is healing people, body and soul. Mm, thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you. We want to give your website, too. It's agapefreedomfighters.org. And if people don't know Greek, how do they, how do they spell agape? <laughs> A-G-A-P-E. There we go. A-G-A-P-E. Agapefreedomfighters.org. Be sure to check that out and possibly even consider going to see Joe speak at Randy Clark's conference in Woodbridge, Virginia in September. Did I get that right? You sure did. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Joe. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us here on Charisma Connection. Be sure to check out the other shows that we are adding again and again to our network at Charisma Podcast Network, cpnshows.com. Also, be sure to check out Charisma Audio there, where you can get a 10-day free trial and actually listen to Charisma Magazine, not just read it. So go to cpnshows.com or charismamediaaudio.com. Thanks for listening. Passover isn't just an ancient biblical tradition. It is a time for every believer to connect to their spiritual inheritance and experience released revelation and blessings. Unlock the inheritance and freedom of Jesus' blood, as well as the significant symbolism of Passover like never before. The return of the King is near. Walk in the fullness of your salvation during these last days. Download Kurt Landry Ministries' free ebook, The Ultimate Guide to Passover. How understanding this biblical feast unlocks blessings and releases revelation for every believer. 
go to clmmin.com, that's c-l-m-m-i-n.com slash Passover guide to claim your free ebook today. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. <laughs>